You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM. Hello there and you're very welcome to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheehan with you for the next hour or so. Uh, what I'll be doing is answering any questions you have. And if you have any questions, you can text or WhatsApp in uh, to 087-166-9800 or you can call 069-66200 or you can email reception102 at gmail.com and uh, you can leave your questions there, anything tech-related, phones, TVs, anything like that, any um Anything tech-related, computers, um, I'll do my bit of research. I'll look into it for you, and I'll answer it on the next show. Um, and in the meantime, I'll have a look at all the latest in tech, see what's going on, and we might mix in a bit of music and things like that. Uh, so there's actually a lot. I was, As I do my bit of research for the show, I browse through what's going on in the world of tech, and um, it's very Amazon-heavy <laughs> this week. There's a lot of stuff going on, including in Ireland. But to start off with, um, there's a story here about the Amazon founder, Jeff Bezos. Of course, a few days ago, he announced he was stepping down as CEO of the company, uh, which made him his fortune. He'll be replaced in the autumn by Andy Jassy, uh, who runs Amazon's cloud business. Uh, Bezos will then become the company's executive chair. You know, uh, a lot of these, it happens a lot. It happened um, with, um, what's his name, in Microsoft as well, um, Bill Gates. He kind of stepped uh, to the side more rather than down, you know. And But they're still, you know, they, they, if he comes on in two years and tells that uh, Andy Jassy guy that he wants something changed or something, that will be changed. <laughs> He's still the boss. He just has a different name. And I suppose maybe less responsibilities or... Maybe his workload will lessen, but he'll still be the main guy. Um, Bezos will then become the company's chair, uh, ch- company's executive chair. Um, Shona Gosh, senior technology editor for the Business Insider. Um, the, I have a little bit of audio from her. Uh, she says, despite the, the title change, uh, he'll still be involved with the company. Bezos will still maintain some power, probably a reasonable degree of power, but be able to spend a bit of time on his other hobbies. You know, he owns the Washington Post. He's got a space company. So probably, you know, to the average consumer, the average person, we're not going to see much difference in terms of how Amazon operates. Yeah, so he'll be kind of, he'll be taking up the Elon Musk kind of role. He'll be a kind of a coordinator of all his different companies because he has similar kind of a setup to Elon Musk. Uh, that in that he has very different companies. Um, you know, Amazon is his main one, but he has this, the space company the same as Elon has. And um, I don't know if Amazon are working on automated vehicles. I think they're actually. I have a story later on actually about Amazon with automated ve- or with uh, electric vehicles. Anyway, I don't know about automated, but um, but they're not made by themselves. They're, they're buying them in to use them as delivery trucks and things like that. But uh, in this news, there's been very confusing stories, and it's still confusing. I have, I never I went down a, a rabbit hole trying to get to the bottom of it, but it's I haven't uh, I I never did <laughs> I never did. I'm still still down the rabbit hole. Um, what I was looking f- about was there was talks in the papers I, I like four or five days ago or more about. Um, Oh, yes, Amazon is going to open in Ireland. Uh, They're going to have a distribution center in Dublin, and it's going to supply uh, all of Ireland. 
It'll be a full, you know, distribution centre. And then there was another story where, oh, yeah, it's Dublin and Cork. There's going to be one in Cork as well. And then I read that Amazon never said that they were going to do that at all. And then there's talks of one going to be in Shannon, in the industrial centre in Shannon, a distribution centre. So it's hard to know exactly what's going on. Uh, the latest, another story, uh, Amazon customers to bypass Brexit barriers as it plans Dublin distribution. But this is this is a few days ago, so it's probably already out of date as well. Yeah, Baldonnell Base was another one. So it's hard. I, I never got uh, currently much of Amazon's orders for Irish customers are fulfilled in the UK. But uh, as I've got caught recently with a bit of customs charges, uh, everyone is now, you know, I think if it's valued over 20 euro, something like that, you'll get caught for customs. Uh, that's why a lot of the stuff from Wish and stuff, because most of them are under 20, they, they don't get caught for customs there. The, the, that's how they <laughs> that's how they get around customs charges sell a load of cheap stuff uh, Amazon Prime deliveries from the Rathcool warehouse meanwhile are delivered on oh well they they do have a warehouse in in um, Dublin already for a couple of years but it's only for Amazon Prime deliveries in that exact area so you have to be living in Dublin near the warehouse and be a Prime member uh, but they haven't got a nationwide, which is badly needed, uh, they, they, but they don't have a nationwide um, distribution centre yet. So hopefully that gets sorted out. Um, let's see what else we have. Oh, it's more Amazon stuff. Alexa can now help find a COVID test or ruin your morning with minions. <laughs> so you can have a, you can be woken up with minion noises. I don't even, I forget what minions even sound like. Uh, Amazon added a few new abilities to Alexa last month, uh, introducing a variety of Super Bowl related skills. And the ability to do some home automation on its own. Um, a lot of the stuff, actually, I was with Google Home. You could get the voice of um, Morgan Freeman, on, uh, but it was only available in the US. But I, um, I used the VPN and I changed my location to VPS through VP, like a free VPN, just to try it out. But I don't really I like the free ones. Are kind of useless anyway. They they slow you right down. But just for the crack, I wanted to see what it works. So I changed my location to the US. And then told um, told the Google Home app to change the voice to Morgan Freeman, and it did. Uh, so, yeah, that worked. It was very good. Um, but I didn't leave it permanently because I'd have to have the VPN on and all that, and I couldn't be bothered. Because uh, it, it, the, the free one, the one I was using anyway, is handy, you know. <laughs> Say sometimes I'd be on Twitter. And I watch UFC, you know, the mixed martial arts fights and stuff. They put up videos sometimes after the events and they'd be geo-blocked, you know, they'd be only for US. So I'd often just go into that free VPN and just change it over so I can watch the video. But um, uh, it isn't very fast. I accidentally left it on a few times and then I'm trying to watch something else and it's like slow and it's loading and it's, you know, so yeah. There's a, there's probably a reason it's for a year, but but I just use it for that part. I don't really bother with them too much. Um, but it's handy for that, you know. If you did want to try out things like that, maybe some of the skills might. If you went to the the ones that are only available in America, uh, that would be a way to try it out to just to see what it's like. But I got rid of it again. Anyway, I prefer the standard voices anyway, um, just because you you don't want to the you know you just want it to be background noise or just to do. The jobs you're asking it to do, you don't be like, oh, cool, that's Morgan Freeman every time. <laughs> you just want it to be, you know, not noticeable. Um, 
you've been able to set custom alarms uh, Alexa devices for a while now but you can do it with minions <laughs> if you haven't seen uh, if you have been waking up angry enough uh, the sounds include classics as pee pee banana or boing boing <laughs> okay there are now a variety of branded alarms available for Alexa including sounds from Disney Spongebob Jurassic World and Harry Potter oh yeah some of those would be cool uh, they can be set by saying uh Alexa, wake me up uh, to the Minions Jurassic World Spongebob. I should have said that loud, actually, so it had set everybody's ones to, to wake them up. Um, some of the tones are free. Some can be expanded with in-skill purchases, and some cost money starting at $2. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they're available here as well. You could check it out. It'd be funny for the kids, all right, you know. Have it at a t- and put a little yellow uh, co- cozy over it or something. Make it look like a little minion. <laughs> and it could talk back to you. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty cool. What else do we have? Don't buy Teslas during a production ramp, Elon Musk says. Either buy it right at the beginning or when the production reaches a steady state. Why would he say that about his own cars? Uh, the quality of Tesla's car suffers any time the company dramatically scales up production, Elon Musk admitted in a February 2nd interview. Why would you say that? Musk also said that Tesla was making cars so fast near the end of 2020 it was messing up the paint jobs. Tesla has gotten a lot of criticism for the quality of its cars, especially... There's a lot of hit pieces on Tesla as well. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, so I don't know if this is... Um if this is a hundred percent truthful, because <laughs> the, the, a lot of uh, I've seen in the past a lot of um, um, uh, stories about Tesla, and then I've gone looked up what was actually said by Elon Musk or whatever, and they didn't say half of it. But let's see anyway what what this says. Um, especially after I started making them relatively high volumes with the Model Three and Model Y. But in the interview with industry analyst Sandy Monroe, Musk was unusually candid about quality control problems. Uh, actually, I saw... All right, I did see a thing before where they stripped down a car and it was what a, per- a person worked in the industry for like 50 years and he was looking at all the construction of it, like with all everything removed, all the doors. It was like stripped down almost to the bare paint. And he said that the... It was a very unusual construction, and it wasn't it wasn't a standard. But it is an electric car as well, so it has a completely different platform. But it does pass all the Euro NCAP safety tests and all. And I think they were the first one of their cars was the first car to pass like the highest level test, the first electric cars to do it. So uh, it does seem to have passed all the safety tests. But um. In an interview with uh, analyst Sandy Monroe, Musk was unusually candid about quality control. It took us a while to kind of iron out the production process. Uh, Friends asked me, when should I buy a Tesla? And I'm like, well, either buy it right at the beginning or when production reaches a steady state. Musk said the interview, but during that production ramp, it's super hard to be in vertical climb mode and we get everything right mode and get everything right to the little details. Uh, Munro then asked uh, why his brand new Model 3 sedan had paint issues uh, when another one built a month later that he saw was spectacular. So maybe they do need to streamline the quality control. You know, you wouldn't see like Toyota or Honda or Ford even do um, 
make those kind of mistakes. It's very streamlined. It's very, the first car and the last car should be identical and the middle car should be the same, you know. Uh, Musk replied that Tesla has improved its paint quality towards the end of last year, even in the course of December. Uh, while the Model 3 is now more than three years old, Tesla spent much of 2020 trying to hit an ambitious target set by Musk of selling um, 50,000 vehicles. That push apparently led to more quality problems with the paint. Uh, One of the things that was happening when we were ramping production was the paint wasn't necessarily drying enough, uh, Musk said. So it's like if you go faster, uh, um, you just discover things like uh, if we knew them in advance, we would fix uh, them in advance. Oh, so he wasn't given enough time to dry and then he was attaching other parts and things like that or putting layers on top of layers before the first layer was dry and then it was soft or something and the paint was flaking or yeah, it hadn't set properly. Like they have ovens for baking them and they should, I suppose they should make the make sure one layer is f- properly baked before they put the top layers if, they, if that's the way they're doing it. Um, uh, comparing the quality to a Kia from the 1990s. <laughs> Who said that vehicle? His examination of a Model 3 in 2018 was particularly tough. Oh, yeah, I can't imagine how they released this, Monroe said at the time. Uh, so Monroe said this, uh, not... Uh, not. Um, oh, yeah, this was some... Was the reviewer guy. I thought your criticisms were accurate, Musk said. Oh, okay. So he just agreed with another person's criticism. Or he said, yeah, that there were... But I presume he wouldn't have agreed that there were very bad. But he said, yeah, no, look, it wasn't as good as it should have been. Uh, it's one of the more illuminating interviews Musk has granted in a long time. So if you want to look that up, um, it's Monroe's interview. I presume it's on YouTube. Uh, yeah, it's on YouTube. In Elon Musk interview one-on-one with Sandy Monroe. So... Um, I must actually watch the full interview of that myself now, actually, later on. Uh, Amazon plans to install Amazon again, (laughs) always on surveillance cameras in its delivery vehicles uh, to ostensibly improve safety conditions, but also monitor drivers. Um, Amazon plans to install. Yeah, something actually happened. It was three or four months ago where a driver was attacked and it was caught on camera. So maybe they're deciding to protect the drivers, protect the customers, and I suppose protect the packages too, because make sure, you know, people complain about something getting broken or something like that, a package, and, you know, maybe um, a CCTV footage might be able to shed light on it if they dropped it on the way (laughs) out of the truck or something. Um, Amazon plans to install high-tech video cameras in its delivery vehicles in order to better monitor the behavior of drivers as they deliver packages. Is there a privacy issue with drivers then as well? Is it going to be like watching the driver in the front seat just, you know, eating a sandwich or driving along having a drink and, you know, everything they do is being watched as well? I don't know if that's a privacy issue. Uh, The hardware and software, maybe, or if it's just at the back watching when they remove a package and that kind of thing, that wouldn't be too bad, I suppose. The hardware and software will be supplied by Netrodyne, a California company behind a platform called Drivery uh, that uses cameras and artificial intelligence to analyze a driver as they operate the vehicle. Oh, no, so it's really going to watch them as they operate the vehicle. Oh, I don't know. I'd be like, <laughs> I don't know what I'd be nervous about. Like, I wouldn't do anything wrong, but I just, you know, you're just constantly being watched all the time. Uh, the camera then gives real-time feedback, including automated suggestions like uh, distracted driving and please slow down when collecting analysis that is used to later evaluate drivers during their shifts. Uh, an unlisted week-old video hosted on the website Vimeo details the partnership. It's narrated by Kalina 
Harold's daughter, uh, Amazon senior manager for um, uh, Last Mile Safety, and outlines the company's goals as reducing collisions and holding drivers more accountable for mistakes on the road. The initiative mirrors one of Amazon, uh, Amazon has taken with its long-haul trucking fleet, in which smart drive cameras monitor freight drivers for signs of fatigue and distracted driving, according to a separate report from the information. <coughs> the cameras record uh, 100% of the time, uh, though without audio and not viewable live. They upload footage to a dedicated safety team uh, for review of any uh, one of its 16 signals is triggered uh, throughout an incident uh, happening on the road or an action that the driver takes. The driver is able to manually disable the camera, but only when the ignition is off. Drivers are also allowed to manually upload footage when they choose to. Oh, okay, so, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Android TV's latest update makes it look more like the, the Chromecast Google TV. So I was saying a few weeks ago about, um, you know, uh, some of the, like Android TV is, is the difference between Chromecast Google TV and Android TV is they're both, they're both Google software, but Android TV is when you buy a TV that, with Android built into it. But not all TVs have Android TV. You know, a lot of them just have, um, say you buy like a Samsung, it might have Samsung's own proprietary software built in or LG or uh, some others. Um, Sony and a few others use the Android, but they also have their own as well. On depends on which level of TV you're buying and which you, which software you're choosing. But um, <coughs> I know um, Sony and I know a few other brands as well do Android TV, which is just like the the Chromecast TV, we'll say, built into the TV rather than buying a little dongle later on to plug in. But if you already have a TV, and you know, I was saying a few weeks ago that the uh, if you have a smart TV and it's not very um, the built-in software, which is this the case with my TV, isn't brilliant. Although I, I got a newer TV actually last year and it's much better. My old LG, the software was terrible on it. Uh, it was old. Um, the TV was pretty good, but the, it was the old software built into it, the uh, smart TV software, and it was very poor. Um, <clears throat> so I got a Roku at the t- I had Android boxes. Uh, with with Netflix and all them on them, but they weren't great. Um, but for playing ne- um, uh, for Netflix and Amazon uh, Prime Video and for Disney Plus, I found that the Roku was very good. Um, but you know what? I've taken out the Roku now since I got PlayStation Five. It's better now. <laughs> I got the Media Remote, and it's better than any of the <laughs> any any of them. It's very good. Of course, it's like the SSD drive and everything, so it's really fast. Um, the quality is 4K and everything. Um, yeah, and the, uh, the media remote is actually really good. It's better than the Roku remote and all those. But if you don't want to get a PlayStation 5, and yeah, I think the there's a new Fire Stick if you're in the Amazon software. And if you're in Google, there's a Chromecast Google TV but uh, just make sure you get the TV version with the remote control because the old Chromecast is just for sharing the screen of your phone. I might do another few small things. Not a lot more, but the Chromecast Google TV is supposed to be quite good as well. So it's a way to kind of... to If you say if you have a 1080p TV and uh, it's really old built-in software and but you want to subscribe to Netflix or something like that, it's a good way to be able to do that. Um, 
the remote control that comes with it. It's like it's built into the TV, really, when you have it in. Uh, so I'm just using my, I've moved my Roku now. Um, well, actually, I'm using it anywhere because I have the, Mi, the Xiaomi Mi stick upstairs in my other TV. So, um, yeah, the Roku is, is not using it at the moment. But um, uh, I might actually set it up. I could set it up at my uh, my family's house. Uh, it might be handy for them rather than their, I don't know if they're using built-in um, software or not, but uh, it's definitely handier than most of the built-in software other than maybe the Android TV itself with some good hardware running it built into the TVs. That's another problem too, that why they can, a lot of the TVs can't compare, is that they don't have the hardware to run it as well, that they're quite slow and they, it ends up buffering a lot, even though it's quite a good hardware. And they've developed a software purpose built for that, you know. The, the, sometimes it was an, you feel it's an afterthought for some of these TVs putting the smart features on it. Uh, it's just kind of an afterthought or they, they don't want to be spending so much money. But Roku and other companies like that, it's their only business, you know. And so that's why they do a good job of it. But uh, PlayStation, well, see, Xbox in the previous version were were kind of ahead of the game they were set up setting themselves up as a multimedia box so playstation had to catch up this time and i think they've did a good job of it they've actually separated if you're in the ps5 menu the top the top part of the menu is separated to two it's media and games so if you go to media it's just like a a, a you know an, an android tv or something like that set up their own version of it it's very well done so so anyway, it says here in the article that Google is rolling out a new update for Android TV uh, that gives you uh, that gives its smart TV and operating system uh, TV operating system a fresh new look uh, that's almost identical to the UI on the company's Google TV uh, software on its latest Chromecast. So it's kind of uh, it's it's um, normalizing it, all of them. So if you have an Android TV with the uh, as I saying with the software built in, it's going the update is going to make it look like the software identical to the software on that new dongle that you can buy um, the Chromecast TV. So it's going to be you could jump from one to the other without say if you had the dongle and you decide to buy a new TV. Uh, you wouldn't need the dongle; it would be built into it the same. Uh, so the new interface refreshes uh, the look of Android TV to bring it up more in line with Google TV, uh, adding scrolling carousels of features, uh, content on the top menus, and ditching the oversized icons for more minimalist tabs. Uh, it says uh, that there are a few differences between the UI on the Chromecast Google TV versus the refreshed um, Android TV. The new Android TV menu features three main tabs, home for quick accessing apps and channel uh, channels, apps as dedicated place to find your applications and a wholly new discover tab, which will offer personalized recommendations uh, for TV shows and movies, along with trending content from Google. Uh, similar to the For You tab on Google TV. So I wonder, I presume it'll be the same for the Xiaomi Mi Stick because that has fully licensed Google uh, TV software and all that. So it might be uh, there might be an update for that as well that will do the same kind of thing. Uh, conversely, the Google TV UI uses that aforementioned uh, For You tab as its home screen and then breaks out specific pieces of content into dedicated shows, movies, and live tabs. Actually, um, 
the PS5 has a kind of, uh, like, if you're hovering over um, YouTube, it'll recommend videos down on the bottom of the screen. Like, for I don't know, is it for me or my subscriptions or whatever, but it's the same thing if you, if you uh, are hovering over... Um, uh, Netflix or any of that will show the latest editions or stuff that I've kind of uh, that has something that they think is similar to what I've watched before and things like that so that's pretty cool Amazon again <laughs> oh yeah this is the electric I was talking about now uh, the Rivian van, they're getting vans from Rivian which is a, an electric company um, and they'll start making deliveries in 16 cities this year I presume this is in the US but uh, I suppose it'll roll out. Uh, 10,000 vehicles by 2022, it says here. Uh, Amazon's new electric delivery vans will hit the road in more than a dozen cities starting this year. The company announced on Wednesday the vans are des- being designed and being built by Buzzy EV startup Rivian. Buzzy EV? <laughs> uh, they're already making deliveries to customers in Los Angeles. Amazon plans expanding its testing to 15 more cities. Uh, as it continues to build towards a fleet of 10,000 vehicles by 2022. The companies did not name which cities they would choose. I presume it will be mostly American cities. But uh, to look at it here, it's like a really skinny but very tall looking van. So, um, yeah, I hope it doesn't get caught in a strong wind (laughs) with all the batteries on the bottom. I presume they will need a lot of batteries because they would need need a good range because they're driving all day. and, you know, they, they'd be doing deliveries all over the place and constantly driving all the time. So it'd be no good having like a 100-mile a range, you know, because they'd probably need double or triple that or more uh, every day at least. Um, Rivian has shown off two vehicles so far, the R1T pickup and the R1S SUV built on the same architecture as the delivery van. Rivian claims its vehicles, which started around 70 grand, uh, our dollars in the US will be able to travel up around 400 miles on a single charge, hit 60 miles per hour in under 3 seconds and eventually be able to drive themselves in some capacity uh, so yeah 400 miles yeah I suppose when it's in a city centre maybe yeah. but there's a lot stop starting as well and they, a lot of these electric cars they don't do exactly the mileage they say they're going to do either Um Okay, OLED TVs, you know, OLED is the organic light emitting diodes, which is TVs that um, for the darker parts of the screen or as well, the blacked out parts of the screen when it's a night scene or something like that in a movie, it turns off the pixels. So you have the perfect black uh, dark scenes, you know, or there, there's no blurring around because uh, in the older TVs, they had to backlight black, which obviously doesn't work because black is like the absence of light. So it didn't work, but that's why OLEDs are so good. And, you know, most of the modern phones now uh, have OLED screens and you can see at night, especially in pitch dark, um, how good they are. But the price uh, problem with TVs is the exp- they're quite expensive. Uh, but this is the first one they're saying it's on a thousand or under a thousand. It's the Vizio f- uh, 55 inch OLED TV and this is a thousand dollars in America, uh, which is less here. But uh, if you do a direct conversion rate, but it, the prices seem to balance out overall. So, um, yeah, it's the first one on a thousand, a thousand dollars, and I don't know if you can get them here. Vizio, I've seen Vizio TVs here, so maybe you can. Uh, uh, yeah, so a fifty-five inch OLED for a thousand. 
you have another chance to pick up Vizio's 55 inch OLED. Uh, normally, to- oh, it's normally 1300s. So this is just about an offer kind of thing. But it's just showing overall anyway that the prices of OLEDs are coming down because you'd never have seen an OLED. It has a 120 hertz refresh rate as well, which is very good. Um, but it's using the same beautiful LG panel as everyone else. Oh, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. It's, uh, well, yeah, uh, most of the TVs use LG, or especially OLEDs use LG panels. And I think a lot of them then on the phone side of things use Samsung panels. Uh, so that's good. It, it has 4K 120 frames per second, which is very good. Um, most of the TVs are 50, 60 frames per second. I think my Toshiba is 4K uh, 60 frames per second. But this is 120, and it, it it just means that, you know, like the old picture shows where even if you got a, a coloring book years ago and you were like flicking the pages uh, with a like a picture of a little stick man walking around or something, and the faster you do it, the clearer it is. Well, it's the same idea, <laughs> just a, a lot, a lot uh, more um, tech version. But this is the same thing. It's just faster refresh rate. It looks smoother. Because that's what that's how TV works. It's just a load of pictures <laughs> play, um, playing after each other. Um, but uh, this will the 120 frames per second, so it's 120 images every second. So it just looks so much smoother than 60 frames in a second. Um, so yeah, that the uh, that would be that's pretty good. Um, I, I hope they keep coming down and you know uh, and bigger size as well, maybe. I'll be able to buy a <laughs> 65, 75 inch uh, OLED in a year or two for uh, uh, six or seven hundred quid. It'd be all right, wouldn't it? We can all dream. Uh, but um, yeah, OLED is is pretty cool, and uh, the, the more refresh rates you can get as well, the better. Uh, Spotify subscribers surged past 150 million. Uh, so they're doing better. I suppose a lot of people at home listen to music, uh, you know, with with everything that's going on. Plus, they've made some changes recently. They've added on video. They've signed up the likes of um, Joe Rogan and is it Kim Kardashian as well to do podcasts. But uh, it's they're saying that Joe Rogan has been quite successful with them as well. So that's that's good. Um, and they have video. But although the video isn't brilliant, um, I have Spotify on the PlayStation 5 and the video part doesn't work for me for so whatever reason. I don't, maybe it's not compatible with it. Um, did I try Spotify elsewhere on TVs? I can't get it to work. But it works on the phone perfectly. Um, but maybe they don't want it on TV or something, the video side of things. But um, hopefully that gets sorted out. Uh, hopefully you can watch the likes of the Joe Rogan experience on TV uh, through the PS5, through the um, Spotify app. Uh, they now boast 155 million premium subscribers and 345 million monthly active users, according to its latest earnings. So they're just about um, half are, subscribe, are paid subscribers and another half are free users. Um its latest earnings report today, those numbers represent a 24% and 27% year-over-year increase. Its biggest increase was in ad-supported monthly active users, which rose 30% to 199 million. Uh, it's reported having reached 144 million subscribers and 320 million active monthly users. Um, however, despite the growth in listeners, the Wall Street Journal uh, said that average revenue uh, per user fell by 8% to €4.26 uh, 
uh, compared to a year ago. Uh, that's because of the discounted plans uh, to lure new subscribers and the lower price in charges in markets like Russia and India. Uh, ad revenue was up, however, according to uh, accounting for 13% of revenue, despite historically bringing up less than 10%. Uh, but they're doing, they're doing fine for themselves. Uh, Sony sold 4.5 million PlayStation 5 consoles last year. A similar figure to the PS4. Imagine what it would be if they had enough supply for the demand. It probably, what was it, 4.5? It probably would have been 6 or 7, at least. because, At least, because, like, no way did half the people who wanted them get them. I, I think it was less. I was very, very lucky to get one, you know. And there's still people looking for them. They still A lot of places still don't have the numbers uh, or even stock back in. Uh, Sony shipped 4.5 million PS5 units worldwide in 2020 as revealed by information I think they were even surprised how popular it was um, themselves they were expecting something similar to PS4 but the demand was way up um, I think, and it was all down to the controller to be honest even my nephew like <laughs> he's he's only uh, 11 or 12 but he's uh, he's had the last two Xboxes we'll say and he's a big gamer now he'd, he'd hammer me in, in <laughs> we did some war games or something and you know where you're hunting each other down I didn't have a hope He's he destroyed me I'm more of a take your time and solve puzzles kind of guy and uh, I don't do any online gaming and all and he, do, he does he's very very good but I'm um, even he and he's big Xbox, like he said, Xbox, Xbox, and he was mad for the new Xbox. And then he went to my brother's house and tried his PS5 with the new controller and all the progressive um, vibrations and all things like that. Um, and he's like, I should have got the new PlayStation. And I said, What? I said, You're a big Xbox guy. Oh, I know, I prefer the PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, so I was very surprised now. Yeah, so it seems to be the one that, that everybody wants. Um, demand for the PS4 dropped dramatically uh, year on year with 1.4 million units shipped in the October to December quarter a 77% decrease from the previous year yeah but that's always the case um, when it comes to the end of life of a console people aren't going to buy them as much um, and they, they drop the prices and they do incentives trying to sell them off uh, but revenue increase increased 40% to 883 billion uh, partly driven by PS5 sales or PlayStation's own uh, revenue so yeah they're doing well for themselves uh, subscriptions PlayStation Plus subscriptions uh, was the cause for um, operating profit up by 50% as well uh, I'm not a PlayStation Plus subscription but I am uh, a subscriber but because of the type of gaming I do I'm a PlayStation Now subscriber because there's tons and tons. There's 750 free games, and you can um, you can uh, just play whole uh, campaign modes and play games out and all. I don't even know if it, I, it possibly doesn't even do online gaming, which shoots me fine. I don't like to play against others. I like to play, put it on easy mode <laughs> and play play myself and enjoy the enjoy the campaign mode and do all the challenges. I'm actually playing a game called Horizon. I forget the rest of the name. Uh, it's like in the far future and for some reason humans have gone back to like um, kind of foragers and uh, people living in, in tents and stuff like that. But there's like old technology or like animals going around. But it's a very strange game, but it's actually really, really good. 
it's like kind of uncharted type game or a tomb raider type game and you have like bits of tech and you have it's like ancient and ultra modern and it's very very unusual game, but brilliant. It's actually a few years old now, and it's on the PlayStation Plus for free. So, I, like, there's a lot of games I would try out on that now that I never would have tried out before, and that's one I found that I really like. I like those five tend that I, I, I noticed myself that I tend to fall into those format games, the the Uncharted, Tomb Raider, all those kind of games, and Horizon is one. Days Gone, I did it, but I don't know, I found it a bit boring or something a bit repetitive and a little bit too difficult in places and when i get stuck in games i get i get uh, sick of them um even though uncharted some of them are really difficult but i um i persevered because they're so good and i love the characters but uh yeah that horizon uh game is is very good it's one of the recent um additions to the playstation now um uh games but um well, and anyway, on to our next story. Huawei's next folding phone is coming in February twenty uh, second. Uh, so they're persevering these companies with the folding phones. Um, I saw the one recently. What was the make of it? It was the, it was like a scroll phone. It, it, it roll the screen, um, the whole phone. You pull it uh, in from from the two sides, and it gets wider. And the, the, it it actually rolls from. Uh, the say the two the left and right bezels are actually continue in under the phone and when you stretch the phone open uh, they roll out and roll back in again so you can make it like uh, uh, you can just make it wider and make it uh, go back in again because uh, those folding phones have every one of them so far have like a visible line down the middle of the phone and um, they're they're the the I like the scroll idea of the phone, and I also I'm probably the only person in the world like the LG the the T shaped phone as well, uh, with the screen um with like the where the, it it's like a screen underneath another screen and it flips, so it turns into like a T shape where you have a full size screen going across horizontally across the top, and you have like half a screen um vertically going across going down the bottom. And what you can do is like have a sat nav on top and have your music on the bottom or something if you're driving along or if you can have um, a video on top or you could watch like what I would use it for if I had one is like watch the live UFC event and have Twitter open in the bottom and make comments and see what they're talking about and things like that. Uh, so there would be lots of different things um which would be very handy. Uh, Huawei will announce a new flagship foldable phone later this month, according to Weibo Post, on the company's official page, based on the name Mate X2. Sounds like it could be a more substantial follow-up to the original Mate X um, than Hawaii's last, uh, Huawei's last foldable phone, and faster and slightly tweaked Mate XS. Uh, unless Huawei is being deliberately cryptic, uh, the teaser image of the Mate X2 actually suggests that the phone could possibly switch to a different folding screen uh, design with the flexible panel on the inside, like Samsung's Galaxy Fold line. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I, I I'd like to have one just because it looks so cool, but. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd I'd actually, if they did it well, I'd like one of those rollable phones. But I would it not be annoying to have a line going down the middle of the phone all the time and stuff. But I would like I'd say that now. If a company wants to send me one, no problem. <laughs> uh, Wi-Fi six devices, the top compatible phones, laptops, and gadgets thus far. 
so why yeah there's wi-fi 6 is out now which is like a faster version of wi-fi and it does other stuff it's not just faster it does other stuff as well better faster wi-fi is here but you'll need new devices in order to take advantage here are your top options you need a new router as well i presume uh, wi-fi 6 is the newest and fastest version of wi-fi and we've watched it gradually start to roll out across uh, the top wireless devices since it's arrived in 2019 at this point in 2021 there are plenty of interesting options if you're looking to buy in uh, in a nutshell wi-fi 6 is capable of top speeds around 30 percent faster than wi-fi 5 speeds and it's much better equipped to handle busy networks and lots of devices as well as dense crowded environments with lots of users uh, it won't do anything uh, to speed up or slow down an ISP connection, so don't expect miracles. So it's in a place, so we kind of don't need it, uh, because a lot of places around here, like the max you'll get is 100 up to, on a fibre line or something, is like 170. So I presume the current routers can probably handle most of that. It's if you're over in some what is it some part of texas or something has a thousand up and a thousand down and uh parts of south korea and things like that have very high speeds uh presume some parts of california as well uh, you'll need a wi-fi 6 router um in order and new wi-fi 6 devices in order to enjoy those benefits at home here are the top options currently available phones the huawei p40 pro iphone 11 11 pro 11 pro max iphone se uh, iPhone 12, 12 Pro Max, all the 12s, I guess. Um, LG V60, ThinQ, uh, Motorola Edge Plus, Samsung, or uh, OnePlus 8 and OnePlus 8 Pro, Samsung Galaxy S10, S10e, Note, S20, and Samsung Galaxy Fold. Uh, what about the phones that don't support Wi-Fi 6? The Samsung Galaxy Z Flip comes to mind, but Google's Pixel lineup is probably the most noticeable example. Uh, even the newest models, the Pixel 5 and uh, 4a 5G, don't support Wi-Fi 6. Uh, we're And those phones came out after it was released. I guess it's not uh, taken off yet. Now we're also starting to see, of course, as you say, you need the speed to, to keep up with it, so... Uh, equipped uh, opened uh, 6 gigahertz band which offers a massive amount of spectrum with no interference from older gen connections uh, the first phones to support uh, the designation include the Samsung Galaxy S21 as well as two gaming phones Lenovo Legion and Asus, Ro- Asus Rogue Phone 3 each of those uses Qualcomm Snapdragon 865 plus processor which boasts um, Wi-Fi 6E do I have the 865 plus? I think I might have that in my own. I'm not sure. The, the, the newest one is the Snapdragon 888. So the 865, is that last year's one? I have the plus version of last year's one. Is it, I think it, I think I have that in my phone, the the Realme X2 Pro. Uh, I'll check it out, though. Uh, it's pretty likely that we'll see a handful of other phones jump in with Wi-Fi um, 6E by the end of this year. So stay tuned. And yeah, that's almost the end of the show now. Uh, PS5 game sale, oh, there's some discounts. And yeah, that's what I've been waiting for, actually. I haven't bought a game yet for the PlayStation 5. I've been playing the game that came with it. And I've been playing, obviously, using that PlayStation now. But I've I've actually never, other than the, um, than the game that comes built in, the little character fella that shows off the controller. I haven't played any other games. I haven't bought any yet because I'm, I'm kind of waiting for them. They're expensive. They're like 70 euros and stuff. Um, so I'm waiting for a sale to come in. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you get 20 quid off it at the moment. So this is in America, so I hope they're doing it here. Uh, a Mor- uh, Mortal Kombat 11 does, 20 f- does 24 quid. 20- Destiny 
30 quid. FIFA 21. No, I get mad when I play FIFA. <laughs> no, I don't. I just like, I uh, I, I get frustrated because the characters don't do what I'm like. I, I told you to pass the ball and you didn't pass the ball. <laughs> but uh, no, I don't, I, I, I don't mind. I see my brother loves FIFA. That's all he plays online or on, on, in games. Um, so I play with him sometimes, but uh, I get frustrated because the, the, it's like it doesn't do what you wanted to do. Uh, Watch Dogs is thirty quid off. So there's some sales on in the PlayStation Store in America anyway. So it's worth checking out what's happening here as well. And our last bit, best noise cancelling uh, earbuds. This Bose Sennheiser Empow X3. I've used Empow stuff, and they're very cheap, and I found them quite good. So. Uh, yeah, if you want a cheap one, uh, Sennheiser Bose or 280, $299. Um, Apple AirPods Pro, 200 uh, euro. These are all prices, by the way. Uh, best Samsung centric noise cancelling earbuds, Samsung Galaxy Pro Buds, they're $200. So, all those, yeah, if you want noise cancelling earbuds with the little pack that they go into to recharge and all like pretty much the Apple AirPods kind of style ones uh, the cheapest one that has noise cancelling and all is the Empow X3 so yeah that's pretty good yeah so that's it for today hope you've enjoyed Tech Thursday hope I've enlightened you or I, I, I've at least enlightened myself anyway in a lot of things <laughs> and uh, thanks for listening any questions uh, you can text them in at any stage to 0871669800 or WhatsApp as well for that number or you can call 0696200 but I suppose the best way is um, you can email um, tag it for Patrick Sheehan or for Tech Thursday and it'll get sent on to me uh, it's reception102 at gmail.com uh, that's been your Tech Thursday for this week thanks for listening, peace out you're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM